Hello and welcome Bengals fans. How are we doing today? This is your host of the Sports Ethos Cincinnati Bengals podcast. My name is Josh Reeser. You can find me on Twitter at R-I-E-S-S-E-R-1-4. And you can find this Sports Ethos page at at Ethos Bengals. Like I said, I am part of the Sports Ethos Network, which is rapidly growing. And we are always looking for someone to come uh, cover a team. And like always, thank you for uh, listening. You can find me on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, all those major listening apps. But anyways, it's a uh, cold, windy, rainy, kind of nasty day here in Madison, Wisconsin, although I did already go for uh, my daily walk, and I do need to go to rugby practice tonight. We have a uh, doubleheader on Saturday, so that'll be sweet. Uh, yeah, excited to talk about week five, and the Bengals seemingly are back on track. They uh, had a two-touchdown victory over the Cardinals, which isn't saying much, but at the same time, the Cardinals have been very scrappy this season, and Josh Dobbs is actually playing like a decent quarterback, although the Bengals got the better of him today. Uh, someone who stole the show, definitely Jamar Chase. He broke Bengals records. He uh, beat Carl Pickens' single catch record. He had 15 on 19 targets. He had 192 yards and three tutties, which was huge. Uh, granted, T. Higgins was out, but the fact that Burrow just was locked on the Jamar all day was huge. Like, it's like they actually practiced that during the week. They actually had a game plan, and they stuck with it. And, you know, when in doubt, Joe looked Jamar's way, and that's... Uh, always going to be a recipe for success. I mean, Jamar had been held out of the end zone this season until this week and really been kind of stymied all year except for the, the win against the Rams where he had 12 catches on 15 targets. So let's just look at that a little bit closer. When Jamar Chase gets targets and catches, the Bengals win. It's that freaking simple. Also... Burrow had a sweet, sweet deep ball to Jamar, which kind of, like, changed the entire oomph feeling of the game, you know, like, I think it was a 65-yarder, and, like, Jamar had to had to put on a little extra juice at the end and outreach arms, which is how it should be, but it was awesome to see, especially, you know, with the fact that Burrow, I think, was probably, like, the last-rated quarterback in, uh, average throw distance or balls that travel downfield or something like that. That's smart to say. But yeah, I mean, Jamar, in the other three games, the, the Titans, Ravens, and Browns, 73, 31, and 39 yards. So it's almost like, yeah, got to get that guy involved. Cincinnati played a fairly clean game. Uh, the only turnover came on a Joe Burrow interception in which... Trent Irwin slipped and fell down, or there was some contact. Nothing was called on the field, but it was a well-placed ball. But obviously, when the receiver's on the ground, the defender will have a better shot at it. Uh, third down efficiency, 
for both teams was pretty poopy. Uh, the Bengals went 5 for 14. The Cardinals went 4 for 11. Not very much success there. They both went 0 for 3 on 4th down. Which I don't remember the Bengals going for it that much. Uh, Bengals 79 to 57 total plays. That says a lot. If you have the ball, you're going to win. Uh, that said, the time of possession was it was pretty lopsided. It was almost doubled. The Bengals had it for 38 minutes, and the Cardinals had it for 22. That's an almost even 50-50 split. Just kidding. That's an almost double split. What was I saying? I just said it before, you know what I mean. Uh, but then the Cardinals also, three turnovers was huge. Two interceptions by Dobbs. Uh, the secondary actually played pretty decent, especially rookie DJ Turner. He looks like he's going to be a good find. Like Second-round pick, he's playing really well, especially when uh, I don't Cam Taylor Britt, I think he went out with an injury. And Cheeto's been, you know, coming along more slow. Just kind of nursing that that knee as well, so DJ's really stepped up, and it's, it's been nice to see. Between him and Dax Hill, those are two really good building blocks, and I think they're both from Michigan. As much as I hate to say it, uh, but I guess you got to think the team up north. You know what? And actually, I was wrong. Cam Taylor Britt did play because I forgot he had one of the biggest plays of the game that did turn the game around. Uh, a pick six, which I'll talk about when we get into the little recap, but. Between him, between the two cornerbacks, Taylor Britt, DJ Turner, and then Dax still at safety. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think Nick Scott is really going to pan out. He got benched in the second half for rookie Jordan Battle. Um, he uh, he got he got burnt on the uh, the Marquise Brown touchdown. It just was crazy. Just right over the right down the seam, like dude didn't even know what was going on. It looked like. But yeah, that on that defense is nice and young, especially with Logan Wilson commanding the middle and just ex they extended Trey Hendrickson. Hopefully, Miles Murphy, the first round pick from Clemson, uh, pans out. He's you know he got his first sack the week prior, so defense seems to be on the on the upri uprising. Uh, and Burrow, I guess coming into the game, he ranked 32nd in the league in completion percentage, and that's you know clearly based off of the the bum cap he was playing on and the lack of offensive scheme that the Bengals are rolling out there. But, you know, he had a good game. 46 passes, he completed 36 of them. Uh, over 300 yards, 317, and then three touchdowns. And then the aforementioned slip INT. I'm going to give him a pass on that one. But, yeah, before I get into the breakdown, it just... The team looked like it was finally back in action, how they should be, and like just a high-powered offense. Joe was able to make, he was able to ex extend the plays and roll out to the right, which is something I said I wanted him to see do. And he also had a couple of plays extending up the middle, and one he even had like a little dive and did a little. He dropped the mic afterwards, which was pretty funny, but like, it's nice to see him back. All right, let's get into the recap. Uh, so. For the first time I remember in a long time, the Bengals won the toss and actually deferred to having the ball in the second half. Usually they they want the ball first and they want to try to go down and score, but maybe they felt like their defense would be able to come out and stop Arizona, um, which they did. Uh, Dobbs missed a couple receivers that were open and three and out went Arizona, which was very nice to see. Uh, and then Bengals coming out 
they looked like they were shot out of a cannon. Like always, I love it. Multiple first downs, and then just marching on the field. Burrow found Jamar Chase for the first of three touchdowns to him, but I guess they were all to him. In the uh, the back left of the end zone, I should say top left, excuse me. And this was a play where he was actually able to evade a little bit of pressure in the pocket and move around, and then he was able to find Jamar, which it seemed like every play that broke down, if it wasn't there, he just instantly looked to where number one was, which can't blame the man as much as you do the more. Uh, so anyways, uh, Cardinals get the ball back, but another three and out. Another missed ball by Dobbs. He came out a little shaky, which was uh, a pleasant pleasant sight to see. Excuse me. Uh, Bengals had another good good drive marching on the field, but they uh, eventually had to kick a field goal, which was fine. They got, they got a sack on third down, but 40-yard field, 10 nothing lead for the Bengals. After that, Cardinals got the ball back and uh, finally got their first first down, basically right uh, before the second quarter. A couple plays later, Marquise Brown gets a big, not big, 18-yard gain on third down to uh, put him in the Bengals' territory. A couple plays later, uh, Dobbs actually has that beautiful pass to Marquise Brown that I was talking about. He just Nick Scott gets burnt to the line of scrimmage, and it's game over from there. It's actually a really nice pass. It fell right in the right in the lo- right in the bread basket, I should say, not the bread loaf. Uh, Bengals unfortunately go three and out the next drive on another sack. At this point, the Cardinals realize in order to to get Burrow, they're gonna have to send more men. And then ensuing drive for the Cardinals, James Conner takes a uh, 35-yard run into the Bengals territory, and uh, the Cardinals eventually cap it off with a uh, Zach Ertz touchdown, in which Josh Dobbs threw through like three freaking dudes. It was actually a pretty good pass. Like that guy, he, he, I'm surprised he sat behind uh, Rudolph when he was in Pittsburgh. I, I'm su- they should have given him more of a shot when he came into the league. Uh, at this point, Cincinnati's down. Arizona just like fired back with two quick touchdowns. Uh, you know, the story of Cincinnati's life when they get in the red zone and they settle for, for field goals that typically tends to fire, backfire. Uh, and at this point, James Conner has a knee injury, which kind of stinks for me personally because I had him in my fantasy league, but I still ended up winning that league because I really needed it and I was 0 4. Uh, but, anyways, so Bengals get 3 and out again, and then the Cardinals have a 3 and out. However,. That one leads to the Bengals getting the ball back, obviously, and they are driving, and it's looking like the Bengals are going to do something and score, but they get stopped on third down, and they end, they opt to go for it on fourth, and they don't get it. However, uh, Cardinals are starting, it was like within their own five, it might be even on their like one yard line, even at, I think that might have been a, a, a penalty, a holding or something, and so there's a minute left, minute and a half left on the clock in the half, and... Uh, Zach Pascal had a that was actually a really nice pass by Dobbs. Uh, I'm not quite sure why they're running a slant right here, but hits off Pascal's uh, hands, and that this one goes to the Cam Taylor Britt when I found out where I found out I was wrong, and he just scampers scampers into the end zone for like five yards, 
And so instead of Arizona just trying to run out the clock and go into halftime with the lead, Cincinnati gains a 17-14 lead. Uh, and the Bengals get ball back at halftime, which was very much needed with how the, ba- the offense had kind of stalled out after the first two drives. But then uh, this is when the deep pass happened as well, straight out of the half, only, only basically a minute in. Uh, Bengals are on their 35-yard line, and man, it, it was such a beautiful deep ball. I, it was so nice to see. I was so pumped, and I also was starting Jamar Chase in that fantasy league I was talking about. So now the Bengals are up 10 points, fresh out of the half, 24-14, and Cardinals, they answered right back. They 11-play, 75-yard drive uh, by the and the new running back. Uh, Amari Demarcado finished off the drive for them, but they missed the extra point. So now it's 24-20, and that could have been huge. How they made that, that's only field goal down. But this is where uh, Trent Irwin slips on his route. And actually, looking back, it looks like the cornerback does nick him, kind of like right in the knee as he's trying to get by him, causing Irwin to hit the ground, and... I'm actually going to say that should have been interference or something. But, whatever. Uh, next play, Rondell Moore takes a jet sweep. It's like 40, 45 yards. Like, those little chunk plays are what the Bengals are known for giving up. But, it doesn't matter because the Bengals held them. Uh, nothing really going on. Burrow has a nice... Uh, little scramble to show that he's finally back full health. Not full health. But he's back and he's able to extend the plays. And it's it's so nice to see because that's what makes him special is ability, his ability to move in the pocket and make those clutch first downs that he needs to get. Fourth quarter now and Bengals have the ball back and they're up 24-20. And what they need to do is just grind the clock and hopefully score a touchdown and kind of put this game out of the way. And that's exactly what they did. It was a 15-play, 80-yard drive, and the third touchdown of the day for the Burrow-Chase combo, which is just so lethal. I love it so much. Uh, It was another unscripted play. uh, Play kind of broke down, and Burrow was able to get out to the right a little bit, and he found Chase uh, screeching across the back of the end zone, running to the right. Uh, He threw it over couple guys it was such a nice nice throw so 31 20 now next next first play of the drive Dobbs gets strip sacked by Trey Hendrickson who just continues to have a monster of, of a season like that guy has been worth every penny and the extension that they gave him uh, and so Cincinnati has a field goal makes a 14 point lead another sack on the first play of the next drive at this point it's just kind of you could tell that the Cardinals are just a little deflated. And uh, a couple of plays later, throws the game-sealing interception for Cincinnati, and that is the game. And it's it was very nice to see Cincinnati get back on track like that. Um, you know, they're 2-3 and three now in the division, which for now is in last place behind the Cleveland Browns, which are 2-2. Two and two. Uh, Ste- I can't believe the Steelers are in first place. They're three and two as well as are the Ravens, but since Pittsburgh beat them last week, they have the uh, tiebreaker advantage in head-to-head. Uh, but like, look at the Steelers have 79 points for and 110 points against. 
that's crazy. That's not good. Baltimore basically has opposite of that. Uh, Bengals are very, very negative. They only have 83 points scored, and they've given up 114. Uh, that's not... I don't think it'd be like that, but... You know, the defense is young, and it seems like they're kind of starting to play a little bit better. I think Nick Scott definitely has been a sore spot, kind of like an easy target for other teams. Um, showcased by Marquise Brown just burning him today. But, you know, next week Cincinnati has Seattle, which I'm kind of expecting a little bit of a shootout. And hopefully uh, we'll see if T. Higgins and that rib injury is, is better. Although the offense seemed to click very well last week. Uh, Trent Irwin had a decent game with eight catches for 60 yards. Uh, my man Andre Yoshivas uh, had a few. I don't know if he had many catches or not. Let's see. He's he's one of my favorites. Um, he played some snaps in the absence of T. Charlie Jones is on the IR, which kind of stinks. It would have been nice to see him run a few plays. They probably would have drawn something up. Uh, yep, you know, she did have his first catch of the season. Good for him, a nine-yard gain. I think I, uh, I think it was a, gain, a catch on the sideline that was kind of um, talked if it was a catch or not, but I do remember him getting this, this feed in. Uh, even rookie Chase Brown had a catch. No rushes, though, which is kind of surprising. Mixon only had 25 carries for 81, so against Seattle, you're, he, he's going to have to be better and more efficient than that. There's talks today, which is Thursday, uh, from DK Metcalf saying that the rookie cornerback, Akilo Witherspoon, or is it Devin Witherspoon, one of the, some spoon is going to be able to cover Jamar Chase, no problem. And it's like, ah, all right, bring it on, buddy. DK, let's, like, I'm not. I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about. That. I think Cincinnati can win. I think they should win. Uh, it's not a very good breakdown there. Seattle is more like a ground and pound run team this season. And I was a big believer in Jackson Smith and Jigba, but he barely plays any snaps. I think Seattle's one of the leading teams in two tight end packages, with Lockett and DK on the outside, which is still a pretty formidable offense. Don't get me wrong. And they like to run Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet, the rookie, a lot. Uh, Gino is kind of coming off a little bit of an injury, so if Cincinnati can just pressure him, I think that'd be a, that's going to be a big telling of how the game goes. If they can get to Gino early and get him a little banged up, that that's going to be a game game breaker. Then I know what they're going to do the. The bend don't break defense mentality. They're going to give up the chunk plays, but they're going to rely on stopping them in the red zone. Uh, they're just going to have to hammer down on that rushing game when they get down there. I'm actually going to do a crossover episode with one of the other Sports Ethos hosts, the uh, the Seattle Seahawks Sports Ethos. I don't. I think it's going to be Candace. Her and I are going to talk, or maybe it's Tino. Maybe it's both. I don't know. I'm excited though. That's why more people should join the network so I can talk to you about football. Um, so I'll have more of a breakdown. I'll pick her brain. I, I gotta try to come up with some questions and uh, topics, and uh, just kind of I gotta brush up on what's been going on with them. Although I feel like since I'm a big fantasy football nerd, 
I basically know what's going on with everyone on the offense. Defense, maybe not so much. But that's what we're all just going to sit back and learn and listen, huh? So, with that said, guys, I'm going to go. I got practice in a little bit. It's cold, it's wet, but sometimes it clears the mind a little bit. It's like always, thank you for listening. My name is Josh Reeser. You can find me on X, R-I-E-S-S-1-4, or Ethos Bangles. And uh, thank you for listening. Have a good day.